The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny, Sestina, and company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Good evening and welcome to Managing to be Wealthy. I'm your host for the evening, Craig Konstantinovich, and with me in studio we have John Sestina and Tony Payne. Evening, guys. How we doing? Doing great. Wonderful. It's another great day for financial planning. Absolutely. Yes, Planning's always in in focus, right? Exactly. It's a wonderful thing. Makes the difference in your life. Absolutely. Now Absolutely. And when you retire. Now when you retire and yeah. everywhere in between. Everywhere in between. <laughs> well, good, good. Well, today we're going to focus our efforts more so on probably one of the bigger focal points for families that are out there right now, getting back to school. And Wait how a to pre- Wait, yeah. Just because you have a child. Doesn't mean we have to talk about children now. Listen, John, I mean. <laughs> Craig's the, done his research. The timing just, ready for this one. Exactly. The timing just couldn't have worked out perfect. First show since the baby, I figure I might as well, you know, spruce up and talk about something I'm going to need to learn about anyway. So. Okay. Talk about the money you're going to need to put her, put her through college. <laughs> oh, it's uh, that. There's a little bit of that that's mixed in here. That. Yep. Good. Um, but before we start diving into that, you know, with obviously everyone getting ready for, for uh, school, Usually that also means people start getting ready for football season. Not sure if we had heard or if anything had been out there, but there's a lot of big numbers that are being being thrown around when it comes to television contracts, specifically for college football. So, John, I know we had some inflation numbers that came out here uh, this week. And we had said that what, inflation. No, no, there's no inflation. <laughs> what are you talking about? We were talking about well, zero inflation last yeah. month. Yeah. Well, okay. not from last month to this month. <laughs> I mean, come on. Gas prices have started to actually decrease, wow, John. See? I know. It's that. amazing. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, outside of the other world of inflation that's out there, some of these TV contracts, you can definitely tell that there's a lot of money that's there and there's a lot of inflation that, again, probably isn't going to hit the everyday household per se. Until you start peeling back the layers of the onion, understanding how this impacts cable contracts, those kind of things. Um, but just kind of the example here. So inflation right now has been averaging for this past year, at least, or year over year, about 8.5%. To put it in perspective with some of the TV deals that are being negotiated, i.e., we'll pick on uh, not the Ohio State Buckeyes since they're so close here. We'll pick on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish here. So they were in or they're in negotiations right now to extend their contract after 2023. They signed a deal almost 10 years ago, locking in $22 million per year. John, any guess what they are negotiating, what they think their rights, their trademarks, their presence on the TV station, what do you think they're trying to negotiate their deal for now? Oh, I see. You have a new price. That's we have a new price. price. Yep, that's old the old price. price. Now Quite we're getting a to a new actually. price. $500 I'll say it was million. <laughs> Not too far off. That may actually be what the total contract comes to, but they were talking about $75 million per year. Yeah. Talking about almost a 250% inflation number that's being applied to the previous deal versus where things are at today. 
It's crazy. It's crazy. John only likes to talk sports if there's money involved. So this is a great <laughs> example how we can get John to talk about sports sometimes. Right. I mean, the Big Ten's deal, they went from $440 million a year to a billion per year. When yep. you think about this inflation you're talking about, Craig, and some of the changes, there's a ton of money floating around in this. So it's very important if you're involved or just watching that you keep your eye on your money, too, mm-hmm. because these are the easy examples. These are the numbers people throw around a lot. But this inflation, think about the things in your life. Yep. I mean, we've seen recently what butter, eggs, the basics are doing. I mean, this is a big sticker example, but it's out there. It's happening. One hundred percent. They didn't pay that kind of money when I played college football. I, I thought for sure they did, John. No, no, we barely got toothpicks for after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, money keeps becoming available. People want to get involved, get their name out there, and tie it to athletics. And sure enough, that's where the money seems to come yeah, from. Bet. But, but that was just one example here. But obviously, again, with today's central focus here being getting ready for school, John, back when Allison was growing up. How did you guys prepare for that first day of school, or what would you and Bobby traditionally do to kind of get the school year started for her? Are you talking when she was a little toddler? I am asking for wherever you would like to explain what well, happened. Well, when she was about five weeks old, mm-hmm. that's when I sent her to graduate school. <laughs> How'd <laughs> no, she do? She, well, she two PhDs, and other than that, she did fine. Well, I know that the pacifier is one of the P's, but what's the other H's and D's? Of course, I'm being silly here. What we prepared to do, well, at that time in my life, Bobby and I were very broke. Mm -hmm. And I mean really broke. Like we had to turn out lights so we didn't have to pay the light bill. I mean that broke. So we weren't able to save any money. Mm -hmm. And so when she, we had to find a school that we could send her to that wouldn't wouldn't take all our grocery money. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that happened to be a Montessori school, St. Joseph Montessori. And what a terrific find that was. Bobby found that. And there was uh, incredible teaching there mm-hmm. and allowed the flexibility for the children to learn and not uh, and learn the stuff they needed to learn to succeed later in life, not the p- politics or any of that nonsense. So we prepared. We sent her there. And. Bobby and I scrimped and saved that whenever the tuition came due, mm-hmm. we did what we had to do to get the money and pay that tuition. Excellent. Definitely a different way than uh, some of the other students that are out there getting ready for their first day here, either this past week or this week upcoming here. But definitely a, a very prudent way to go about planning and prioritizing at that point. Mm-hmm. So, Tony, what else do you talk about as far as kind of getting ready for school or how to financially possibly prepare for the school year ahead. Well, if we don't have our children working in the fields of the mines, then they're costing us money. And if they're costing us money, we need to be prepared for this. And I'm saying this very plainly. I I hope you know that. But the idea is when that time comes around, and Craig, you're mentioning it. I mean, I think everyone likes a new pair of shoes or a new Mm -hmm. set of clothes or a new book purse or whatever it is. I mean, these are the things out there that when you're planning ahead, hopefully they're not big surprises all in the month of August. But if you're not planning ahead, it might be time to get the credit card or go out there and do things that you're not planning on that you shouldn't do that are just based upon wants or catching up. And with children, we know it. There's a few things that drive people to make decisions, fear, emotion, guilt, greed. These are all things. And when you think about parenting, 
sometimes some of that's in there. And the idea of guilt and get the kid this, get the kid that, you know, I'll end the rant here. But we that's what I see and try to prepare people for ahead of time is there's going to be no shortage of new things that kid might want or need or that you want to give them. But you got to figure out how to make decisions because you still have to retire someday. And the most important decision is to learn the word no because uh, you can't give the child everything. Somewhere along the line, we slipped out of the mode of just preparing the children by buying pencils and notebooks and so forth. And now they're worried about, you know, their their backpack and does it match their clothes or can they have one for every other day and that sort of stuff. Or what about the school? Am I in the right school? And so on and so forth. These are all things that detract from your child's education. You may not know that, but if they start sliding into that mode and not having any real sacrifice, mm-hmm. I don't mean they have to work in a coal mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 But yep. if they're not really struggling along the way, they won't grow. Well, they won't get the strength. It's like we were talking about the immune system. Mm-hmm. When you're a little baby, you go out and you meet other kids. You get sick because you catch their whatever it is. And But, but ha- what happens is you build an immune system. Mm-hmm. If you don't get that immune system, then you're going to get sick all the time and have right. to struggle. This is the same way. You have to prepare your child. Yep. You have to prepare your child. You have to prepare your budget. I mean, again, it seems like the school year continues just to quicker and quicker catch up to us. But if we're thinking about it, if we're planning on it, that then allows us to stay in the driver's seat and manage our finances ourselves. That's right. Well, we're coming up on a quick break here. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. I'm your host, Craig Konstantinovich, and with me in studio, we have John Sestina and Tony Payne. Uh, We've been talking about how to get ready for school, how to make sure financially that you're staying abreast of what's going on or what may be forthcoming in the school year ahead. And, you know, again, obviously, Tony, your favorite cash flow management, making sure you have a strong cash reserve. Those are all precursory items to what we're talking about here. But this is yet again, you know, I know COVID's been a thing here for several years and we hate to sound like a broken record, but this is yet another year where there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of things that are happening, especially in the economy with inflation being what it is with some of the other distress that we have abroad. So, John, has there ever been a time where you can think back where there's been this kind of turmoil that's going on and have it impact the education system or impact your students at all? Uh, The turmoil that's going on is internally. Mm -hmm. It's our country's what's causing the turmoil. And what's happened is we have too much government involved in the education system give you an idea one thing is if somebody wants to go to school today they believe they should just go anywhere they want if they can qualify and then borrow the money Mm -hmm. and who's loaning them the money the college or the university but if they do then they're they're know that they can charge an incredible interest rate right and so the the cost of college keeps going up because the universities etc can charge whatever they want right tony and Get all that interest and 
You know that's one of my favorite topics. John. I know. Go for it, Johnny. I, I mean, you think about. I don't. Oh man, you said go for. It. All right. <laughs> if you're a state university, pick whatever state you want. I mean, think about the idea behind that. Way back when, originally, it was a way to say, for our public citizens. We're going to have this institution to advance them, make our state better, make the harvest better. I mean, a lot of these original institutions were agriculture and mining places. I mean, it was about the industry of the day and trying to share the technology and make cities better and make a little bit more money, of course, but make the country better. And that was the idea of let's apply more of the, I guess, technical part of this and what's usable. And now we have over generations, I guess, morphed more and more into theoretical, which is nice for some. But at some, as I know you're a big advocate, John, the technical, the mechanical is still very, very relevant. Absolutely. And we're definitely at a shortage now of the mechanical side. We've probably overdone it on the theoretical uh, with the uh, various majors that are out there. But things like the welding, mm-hmm. how to work with machines, you know, those how does an engine work? I mean, these are things that I think some took for granted that there are always people out there that knew how to do this stuff. And now we're really hitting a wall of, well, you're talking about the shortage of labor and this inflation that we're having. A lot of that's the skilled labor. So when, John, I know you're a big advocate of being open-minded when it comes to education. You know, it's not a one-size-fits-all proposition. Some people are going to be the mechanics and be great business owners, and that's a good thing. And I think for too long we've kind of shunned away from that. So that, that's just my thought here. Is we keep we talking sure have. We, when, we, when we're measured by the international scales in our education, we're way down the list. We're like, what, 35th in English and 40th in math. I'm making these numbers up, but we're not doing very, very well. Yeah, we're definitely so, outside the top 10% of so countries are, that are what ranked. What are these so. people learning? What are they going to do when they get out of college? That, that's so interesting. I knew when I went to school, I was going to be a school teacher. Mm-hmm. How about that, Craig? I know. I fooled you. And <laughs> I was going to teach English. And you know how I chose that? I went to the college after two years of being in a seminary. And I went to the college of my choice. My choice was where my aunt lived because I could live with her for free. How yep. convenient. See, how convenient. <laughs> Good choice, John. And so uh, it was so late in the year that I, they, they sent me a letter to come and tell us what you're going to do at the university. So yeah. I went to the University of Dayton, great school. And I went there, and they said, well, what do you want to be? Mm-hmm. I said, what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> and they finally told me, well, we need teachers. I said, okay, I'll be one of those. There you go. And then I said, by the way, of the teachers, what do you need the most? He said, oh, well, we need male English teachers. I said, put me down. I'll be a male English teacher. <laughs> and that's how I chose my career. Okay. But it was fundamental upon being able to support myself once I went through this thing, mm-hmm. it wasn't just I'm going to get a degree and hang it on the wall, whoopie doo, but it was something that was practical that would work for me when I graduated. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of what the, the not necessarily the issue, but definitely one of the big shifts that we've seen are people go through college or go through high school. They don't necessarily have that drive, that immediate um, career in mind. They may have a idea and a lot of times it's normally tied to how much you're paid for what you do. But a lot of times the passion, that burning desire to do better, to improve something based off of what work you're doing, 
that tends to kind of be secondary to the almighty dollar, so to speak. You bet. Well, and that's a timeline when we're talking with people, too, in their lives and their children's lives of when you're in that high school phase, it's really easy to get wrapped up into the social life, sports, that kind of stuff. And you may neglect the work ethic part. And that's something that as we talk about generational wealth, how you pass on, you can have all this great money, but if the values aren't there in the next generation or the knowledge of how you attain that, kept it, grew it, protected it, if that's not all there, they're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it time and again, unfortunately, uh, with different scenarios in the public sphere where people came into a lot of money and it still wasn't enough. Right. So it's that education that if you really want your children to succeed, that's the key. Because it's not just leaving them a bunch of money or some insurance policy. No, it's all about values. If we're wondering why we're having so much trouble in our society today, it's because we're lacking values. Everything is about me, me, me. I want to get ahead. I want to be this. I want to be that. And they're not focusing on, as you said, with the universities, we're here to serve the community. And that, that that's a such a different perspective. And we've taken our eye off that. Yep. Yeah, so bringing it back full circle then, definitely college is, is a point right now where you know we will start to dive in a little bit further here, but taking it a step back and focusing more so on just kind of the K through 12 instances. Um, so just kind of by the numbers here, Deloitte does a great job just going out, taking a look at some of the different metrics that are out there and the different measurements to determine how involved people are. So, John, to your point here, obviously, inflation being a thing, making sure we had everything ready for for our child as school uh, was up and starting, the average spend per child right now is up over $660 per year just to get ready to go back to school. Wait a minute. Yep. For what grade? (laughs) For kids K through 12. $660 per year to get things ready, whether that's new clothes, new shoes, Oh, that's the problem. (laughs) I never had new shoes. I had to get shoes for my cousin to be able to wear them. We didn't have shoes to begin with. Different times. Different times, and we wore the same overalls every day for Mm -hmm. as long as we could fit in them. Yeah. So that's, again, part of what we're distracted by the things instead of the values. Yeah. On top of that, too, we also have an increase in homeschooling that's coming into play. I like that. So a lot of people are transitioning to more of educating at home as opposed to sending kids to school. So right now, it's estimated that about 8% of households are actually homeschooling their children. So we're seeing a, a growing trend here, again, for whatever number of reasons here, but that seems to be a trend that's continuing to increase here year over year. You know what's more interesting, though? Those children who are homeschooled, do better on the tests, and they do better when they get in the colleges. There you go. So that means they're getting more learning. And what is the purpose of, of education? It's to learn how to do something. Mm-hmm. You go become a plumber, you learn how to fix the plumbing. You go do whatever. Uh, if, if And when you go to college, you need to learn how to do something. Right. Or get a, a general skill, how you can adapt and learn how to do something. Yep. Yeah, we'll pick this up a little bit further when we when we get back from the break. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. This is your host, Craig Konstantinovich, and with me tonight, Tony Payne and John Sestina. We've been talking about kind of getting ready back to school here, understanding 
what the financial implications of such a thing may be. Uh, but we understand that there's not always the exact topics that you're looking for, the exact advice that you need, which is why we'd love to have you come and join us for a complimentary consultation meeting, either v- virtually or at our Bethel Grove office. Uh, if, if that's something that would interest you, feel free to reach out to us. Our office number is 614-326-3077. Or you can visit us on the web at managingtobewealthy.com. In the top right, click the Take Action uh, button, and you'll be able to get that complimentary consultation meeting scheduled. Well, Tony, you had kind of led off, or, or in the background at least, had said you had a story for us here. <laughs> I, I so I'm interested, I, interested, Tony. I story away. Do. Well, let's just say if you did come in for one of those consultation meetings, one of the things we'll talk about are what are your goals? And when we think about goals, that's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Just like education, it can be different for everybody. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. And I'm sharing this story because it's one of my best friends. I talk to him. I feel comfortable sharing this. So this isn't something personal of someone else's business here. He's excited for his achieving his goal. And it's kind of neat. Over the last year, John, he's a public school teacher out west. Um, He wasn't happy with some of the things going on and some of the things he had to go through. And he has a young son himself. So he and his wife have been planning ahead, been very deliberate in their finances and how they manage things. He is retiring from teaching this year at the ripe old age of 38. All right. So he's he's got his 18 in, and he's going to be done. And they've gone through it a little bit, and it's been nice being able to chat and help them and kind of see the progression of trying to make it on one income. Just act like his didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. You know, if I didn't have this job, what would it be like before they did it? And it was really a lot of discipline on their part, a lot of I want to achieve this goal. I want to be able to take my son and be the teacher and be there all the time. And to do that, of course, they're sacrificing an income. So it was so neat to go through that process. And, you know, this upcoming school year, he starts his own academy of one. And that's the goal being achieved. And through this good planning and looking at some of the options, I mean, they were able to downsize their home. They had bought this thing. They got well ahead. They were doing great. And they said, you know what? We don't need all this anymore. No, one of the kids is out and at school, one of the kids is gone too. So the idea of we could rent, we could downsize, we could save, we can achieve our goals. You know, like we always say, you want control. Mm-hmm. And this to me was such a great example, John, of really people seeing something, wanting to get it and going after it. That's a great example. And you know what's important about that is you're talking about achieving the goal. And a lot of people, when you talk to them about what's your goal, they usually do something monetary. Yep. You know, I want a million dollars. I want a Lamborghini. I want something. The thing is not your, that's not a real goal. That's a thing and that'll tarnish in, uh, in your life. So having a real goal like freedom, and that's what your friend is, he's free to be with his child, the most important person he could be with, and his wife, for crying out loud, what a great family that would be. And they're living where out west, you said? Uh, they're in Vegas, but they're moving. They're they're looking, John. They might be our neighbors soon. Who knows? <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, they went out there and taught and did great and had a little, yep. Again, life changes. They set their goals. Goals are changing. Well, mm-hmm. the goals are the thing, and that's, that's the big thing we've got to get people to feature on. When I hear all the advertisements from other firms out there, and they're always talking about the portfolio and what the rate of return was and, you know, this and that and the other thing. It's not about the portfolio. The portfolio is no more important than the life insurance policy you have Mm -hmm. or certainly your child. Right. So there are so many goals 
that you need to focus on. And when you get to that goal, that's where the joy comes in because you've achieved a goal, not a thing. It, it's so true. And it can be with retirement. It can be with your family. It's a lifestyle. It's not a thing. I mean, you said that so truly, John. It's really important, especially in finance, what we always think about numbers and quantifying things. It really is more emotional sometimes of what gives me peace of mind. And that's what we're here for. That's what we try to help people do is what gives you peace of mind? Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, it's such a wonderful thing. We have fun, learn a new thing every day and help people do this. I mean, you've said it, John. We love what we do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, to your point, Tony, um, obviously, depending on what someone's goals are, there's different ways to get there. It's not always, hey, you want to save for college? Best thing to do or the only thing to do is save in a 529 plan. If you're a business owner, there may be an opportunity for you to employ your children. There may be a tuition reimbursement opportunity that's out there. There's so many other ways that you can accomplish that goal, but there are some not necessarily shortcuts, but some very well-to-do ideas that are very mainstreamed at this point. So it's understanding, okay, well, I could do that, but what other options do I have or how else can I give them gainful experience while getting to whatever goal I may have? Right. And the further you are away from something, the more this planning stuff can really help you because goals can change. They normally do. And if you're waiting until the last minute or you're real close to that, you don't have a lot of room for that goal to change. But whether it's education, that's what we're talking about today. You know, it could be, do I want to start a child off with money for a business? Start a child off with a great education I gave them and they're off? Or is it, hey, I want to go and pay for all this stuff and maybe get them off on their feet? You know, these are different things, but at the core, you have to know if I didn't plan for one of those eventualities, I can't do it. Or if I change my goal, I got to give something else up. And that's the hard. Go ahead, John. This is really important because people out there are talking about their retirement or educating their children, for example. But what we need to do is back it down, as you said, get a bigger 30,000-foot view and think in terms of what is really important to you, mm-hmm. not to me, not what my goal is, but what is your goal? What do you What do you want in life? What are you trying to accomplish? There, you know, there are some people focus on their families. I think of a young family. They have tons of kids. And I mean, a lot of kids. <laughs> and uh, they don't make a lot of money for the number of children they have. But you would not believe what a terrific family it is. Mm-hmm. And you love being around them, and you love seeing how they're happy. And uh, the children are disciplined, not beaten, but disciplined. Mm-hmm. And they've learned things that they wouldn't ordinarily learn. There's so many things. What are your values? Where are you going? You know, life is not about a new car every six months. It's about whatever your values are. When that's the, I mean, John, you get me excited here again, because <laughs> when you're planning, you can be creative. Mm-hmm. If you want your children to learn another language and you want to spend months in another country, yeah. you can do that if you plan ahead. That's right. There's nothing unreasonable about that, that you need to be richy rich or whoever. I mean, with decent planning, you can achieve some goals that maybe not everybody thinks about as an option. You know, the ability to take a couple months off and go do something. It's with good planning that you can do that stuff and hopefully not feel guilty about it. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. when does your kid have a job? Well, Craig. like we were talking about on the way up here, John, I mean, realistically, I think we may need some more marketing materials. So, oh, you know. Be a picture of your child would be good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll start, nice. off, we'll start off slow. I mean, okay. let's, let's at least get her to crawling before I start having her do any of the shredding or 
moving around the office or anything. Shredders are good Slower for kids. Down, you know, it's good for hold mobility. Her back like that. I, I mean, I said until, until then, all right? Let's at least get to that point here. We're crying out loud. She's only eight weeks old just yet, John. I know. She's getting old. I know. I know. What are we going to do? Soon enough, she's going to replace me as a host for the show here. Maybe that'll be her full-time job. You better believe it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, again. Focusing on the goals, looking at how you can best accomplish those goals or what other tools may be there to help you get to your goals, that's what financial planning is all about. Understanding the resources that are available to you given your unique situation and determining how best can you tie all of those together to get to that end result that you're looking for. Um, So a lot of great conversation there, a lot more that we're going to pick up on here in the last segment when we get back. But thank you again for listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. All right. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. This is your host, Craig Konstantinovich, for the evening. We've been talking about getting ready for the back-to-school phase, making sure that your students, whether they're at the collegiate level, K-12, through that they're getting ready and that parents are also properly prepped. Hopefully you've done good planning and this isn't sprung on you at this point, but as a new father and the first time on this show, guys, I got to pull out the obligatory dad jokes. (laughs) So first one, Tony, I'll ask you. Oh, please do. Why is money called dough? Why is money called dough, Craig? Well, that's, I mean, you can't ask the question right back to me. You got to try to give me at least a little answer. All right, let's say it's because... um, it rises with inflation. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I tried. See, I'm not tying a dad. It, I can't do it this all in. I don't have the tone. Because we all need it. Oh, <laughs> that's why we brought you. Oh, there we crazy. go. Grace, that, see that child. That child has already done this damn. Believe this. <laughs> oh, this was started well before she arrived. As soon as I knew that she was coming, th- this had all started. So, um, little humor, little humor, all aside. But uh, now we wanted to focus more so on teachers. You know, teachers right now, some of the unsung heroes that are out there, we know that there is a lot financially that you start to face yourself as you're getting into the school year here. So, Tony, what's typically one of the bigger things that we notice or where teachers kind of start their year off? Well, we know it usually starts back with the beginning of the school year, if not a few months before that. You know, as the teaching profession goes, you're usually finding your next gig before the end of that school year and getting placed, if you're changing schools even. And then as part of that, depending upon the district or who your employer is, you might have some benefit changes you need to pay attention to. So these are the things I'm thinking of right away, Craig. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So taking a look at it, so open enrollment or benefits that are out there. Again, we've talked about it on on multiple shows here as far as what employee you should look for from their employer. But with the education system, you usually have a few more wrinkles that are in there outside of the norm. One of those is a pension system. So whether you're a public employee, possibly at a private school, you may have a a pension fund that's available to you as well. But you really want to understand how contributions are made to that pension plan. You know, for example, Ohio's state teachers retirement system the employee defers up to 10 percent of their pay the state defers 14 percent as a match the idea being that by making those combined contributions that should be a sufficient fund 
to help sustain your lifestyle in retirement. But that's not the only savings vehicle they have. John, I know you've been around the block a little while. What other opportunities or savings oh, golly, vehicles well, could be there? There's uh, all the annuity programs they can get into, like STRS, right? Not mm-hmm. the STRS, uh, or Valic or some of those guys. Mm-hmm. And they can put away some of their income into those retirement programs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in, instead of the traditional 401k that people may hear, so the 403b plan or the thrift savings plan, exactly right. And right now we can defer as an employee up to $20,500 into there per year if we're under the age of 50. Good grief. You know, when I started teaching school, I made $400 a month and no benefits. (laughs) And they told us we could not unionize. It was un-American. And so we didn't unionize. We didn't have, well, we we must have had health insurance. Beyond that, we had nothing. Well, Fast forward to the present, and we're everyone's thankful that they do have that kind and, of. And uh, now the teachers are making a million dollars a week. Uh, well, I'm, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Your wife's a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, assistant principal. Okay. Oh well. <laughs> oh. So. No, I mean, what we're saying though, and we're kind of joking, but I know this. You know this, John, from sitting with wonderful people that are teachers. They didn't get into it for the money. Some we, didn't. Okay. Some didn't? No, some didn't. Some, okay. some some are looking for connections. Okay. And you do get connections if you're good because you socialize with the parents, uh, one or another, and that gets you connected. And then that's kind of what happened to me. I didn't mean for it, but I accidentally met someone through my teaching experience, which led me to this gig. Could you imagine if that relationship had never formed? You guys would have been safe, not have to put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. But, but yeah, yeah. I mean, again, there's a lot of other other tools or other means that can be out there too. Obviously, some of the savings vehicles, the benefits, those are some great great things that can help. Um, but you also want to make sure that you're being mindful of what your costs may be, because unlike a lot of other professions that are out there, the IRS has actually carved out a portion of the tax code where teachers who are buying their own supplies can deduct some of their expenses. What, Tony, I think it's up to like 250 bucks per year? Uh, that varies, but yeah, that sounds about right, Craig. So, again, if you're buying anything for your classrooms, buying anything for the students to get ready for the school year here, just make sure you're keeping those receipts, maybe some tax benefits that we can get out of those. What else are we seeing, Tony, or what else do we need to be mindful of? Well, just the idea, too, that if you're doing this, you probably weren't doing it for the money that – You've got to take advantage of the retirement plans available to you because if you are on a limited income, at some point that income stops, that pension may not be what you expected it to be if you're not adding into it yourself, if you're not monitoring the contributions, if you're not really taking advantage there of all the tools available because there are some neat tools out there that if you are, I'll say, limited in some of these incomes. I mean, we're privileged. I think Ohio is one of the better paying states for teachers, but there's some out there where it may be a little bit harder to really save. And when you take advantage of some of the tax credits out there, like the savers credit, it really helps you get ahead use the system the right way and still be able to try to retire one day on more than just that pension. And that's really important that you really look at what options are available. Like you said, Craig, mm-hmm. because again, you, you're no one cares about your finances as much as you do. Right. We've seen people where both he and she were uh, eventually professors yep. and they participated in the Ohio retirement program 
<clears throat> by the time they hit retirement, they were getting a significant retirement. But oh yeah, with the two of them, mm-hmm. and it, it uh, rivaled some executives. Oh yeah. So there, there's those opportunities as well. But the one thing that we're talking about is pensions, pensions, pensions. Just because you're a teacher, just because you may be an educator, does not necessarily mean that you will or will not be eligible for Social Security. Uh-huh. So there's another wrinkle that we can add to the mix here. So to your point, Tony, understand how you're compensated, what plans you're eligible for. If you do have a summer gig, whether that's, you know, like a lot of teachers do, um, owning your own business, maybe doing some lawn care services, possibly a, a child care unit, something to that effect. Always make sure that you're looking at your Social Security benefits and making sure that wages are properly being reported. So the government website is www.ssa.gov. You can create your own login, get access to your earnings history, and just make sure that some of that extra income hasn't gone unaccounted for. Right, because we see it sometimes there's extra income for coaching or teaching an extra class. Or maybe you did work a different job over the summer or something, and you should be getting credits for some of this stuff. So like you're saying, Craig, to dive into the numbers, look at your record, and try to see, does this make sense to me? And that way you understand that you're not missing out on anything that could be out there, because we've seen those gaps before. Mm -hmm. And it's not when you go to the Social Security office at 67 that you want to find out that you missed five years of work history or something in your 30s. That's not the right time to try to piece that together. Absolutely. Yeah, and like you said, Tony, a lot of times that does go unnoticed or unaccounted for until it's almost too late. Again, it's never too, too late, but certainly if you don't have the documentation, the records that support it, it can become that much more of a headache when you're looking for something that should be relatively mainstreamed and easy at that point. Well, and that leads to the point that in your financial plan, you need to be aware of all that you have and all that you might have Mm -hmm. and make sure you build the plan based on all those tools. Exactly, exactly. Well, guys, we want to wish everyone a very great academic school year here upcoming. Uh, Again, we wanted to thank you for listening to Managing to be Wealthy tonight on News Radio 610 WTVN.